1: Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Woo, we're going to do 3 hours of I was wrong today with a smile on my face. It's Chad and Zay with you after Super Bowl 57 which the Eagles did not win. I'm Chad Hastings. I was the idiot that said they would win. I was wrong. Joined as always by Isaiah Collier. He was the smart man that said the Chiefs would win. He's right. What's up Zay? Chad, what's
0: poppin'? I've never heard anybody be so happy to call themselves an
1: idiot. Woo! I was so wrong. So wrong. I said the Eagles were going to score 37 points. I was close on that. They actually did score 35. But it was not enough because the Chiefs internalized all of that positivity for the Eagles. They internalized everybody like me that picked the Eagles. And they stuck it back in their face. And the Eagles did not win. That temperature you feel today is the Eagles not winning the Super Bowl. It is just a little bit above Eagles not winning the Super Bowl degrees outside. The Eagles are one and three in the Super Bowl. I haven't thanked the Raiders lately for that. Thank you, Jim Plunkett and the Raiders for that first loss in Super Bowl 15 for the Eagles. Second loss for the Eagles. That's the Patriots and Tom Brady. Appreciate you, Tom. Well done. Uh, and last night, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs made sure that the Philadelphia Eagles only have the one lone Super Bowl victory. Kansas City wins it. We'll talk about it all throughout the day. Also, we've got basketball to get into. The right call segment comes up at 1230. Mercy, if you're a Longhorn basketball fan, that had to be fun on Saturday. We'll get to that. Lots of, uh, this is one of those big, unload kind of days uh, when it's even though it's just one game the Super Bowl is such a big deal uh, obviously let us know what you thought of the game do you have any comments on halftime commercials national anthem anything uh, anything to do with the game itself let us know Specs text line is 337-3776 Zay I'll let you start you were correct you predicted it the victory for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs what do you think of Super Bowl 57
0: it was incredible You know, I had no dog in the fight, so all I wanted was a good game, and I got all of that and then some. I know a lot of people, especially Eagles fans, will remember James Bradbury's hold on Juju Smith-Schuster in the fourth quarter, but it was a hold. It is what it is, and shout-out to James Bradbury for being a man about the situation and owning up and saying, I did hold. I was just hoping that the refs didn't call it. So, He didn't go back and say it was a BS call, this and that. He owned up to it, even though it was in such a big game. We were just talking about Joseph Osai and that late hit that he had on Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago. And Mm. now all Cincinnati Bengals fans will remember that. Well, if I'm Joseph Osai, I'm feeling pretty damn good right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But... Incredible game. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that's why I chose the Chiefs. He's just special. We've never seen anything like it. And the only thing that sucks about him is that he's a Red Raider. Other than that, I love that he's a Texan. I love how he carries himself. Say what you want about his ignorant-ass daddy who acts like T. Moran. Say what you want about his brother who be dancing on TikToks and stuff and just be thriving in his uh, Patrick Mahomes fame or his nuts-ass wife who be screaming at the camera the whole time. He's able to block all that out and be one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen. Like whatever you're thinking like Trent Dilfer or you're a realist like myself and understand that playing quarterback is the hardest position in all of sports, Like he, he does it and he makes it look as easy as we've ever seen. And that second half last night was just ridiculous. I mean, down by 10, 24-14, you know that, the, you know that they weren't going to be faced you know that they weren't going to be faced. And the worst thing that the Eagles could have happened to him with Patrick Mahomes getting hobbled a little bit and toward the end of that second quarter was that long-ass Super Bowl halftime where he could get that treatment, get whatever injection he needs, you know what I'm saying? It's the Super Bowl. It don't matter. Get whatever you need to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to see my old boy uh, 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 who just retired, the backup, I ain't trying to see any. Chad Henney? No Chad I Henney. I ain't trying to see Chad in the yeah. game. I just ain't. So Patrick Mahomes, the fact that he came back in the game down by ten, Juju Smith-Schuster was terrific. Kadarius Tony, what about that in-season trade? What a steal! What a steal! Oh, God, like the Giants right now, they couldn't find anything for him. They were basically saying he was a toxic to the team because you know he's a little out there. Like he he looks kind of like Lil Wayne. A little bit. Like <laughs> he has a ton of. He kind of does. Right? He just has that, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that face. He has the grill and stuff. Like, he's out there and, you know, he came in from Florida. They're like, oh, he raps. Uh, he might be a distraction. And, I mean, you got Daniel Jones out there. We know what their coaching staff was in the Giants. So it's not Kadady, Tony's fault. It's about putting them in the right situation. Andy Reid says, come on in, young man. Mm. And he had that nasty touchdown on that motion rip pass, and then you have one of the best punt returns in Super Bowl history to put them in field position so they could score and take the lead. So, yeah, I, just big-time plays, being made in that game, and – Jalen Hurts, that fumble, that really cost him.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, different plays we'll talk about today. Since you mentioned Kadarius, Tony, I'm watching that game as a Cowboys fan realizing, we talked about it all season, that's the move the Cowboys don't make. Those kind of moves the Cowboys will not make. Jerry is scared to make those kind of moves or does not know to make those kind of moves. But, it, yeah, hard to talk about the game without talking about him And let's go to that – the punt return was awesome. But let's go to that route because they ran it a couple different times. I was trying to think of how many times I've ever seen – like I think we all have a concept of what a double move is on a route. But normally that's after the snap. This is something where – and I don't know if Andy Reid gets credit for inventing this. I've heard people say that – and I heard Aaron this morning saying Sark did it a little bit when he was at Bama.
0: So, So do you remember Xavier Worthy's touchdown against Iowa State to win the game this past year?
1: Xavier Worthy. Quinn,
0: uh, Quinn Ewers, perfect pass on the money to put them yes. up 21. It was that type of route. I don't know if yeah. Xavier Worthy came in motion like those other two guys that did, was, like Sky Moore and uh, Codayers right. Tony did, but that, it was very similar. Because
1: okay. the Worthy play, that's a good one to bring up, because the Worthy play to me, I heard that described as a whip route where you start the route one way and then you come back. But right. that's after the snap. These last night are, there's a little before and a little after. The first part of the double move, if you will, is before the ball is snapped. And it's like a, and he, I think you had a good label for it, but it, it was like that. The, the motion was so fast, but it's like two or three steps, and then the ball is snapped and you go the other way. It's just not a route I've seen very often. It's
0: genius, because there was one point in the game where they put Kadarius Tony in motion, and then they had Juju on like a wheel route at the same time. And Kadarius Toney, Patrick Mahomes looked at Kadarius Toney kind of on a wheel route mo- while he was going in motion just to look him off. And then that corner stepped up and he yeah. hit Juju on that He's little wide wheel open. wide yeah. open just to move the chains. Like Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy they were dealing last night in that second half.
1: Yeah. One incompletion for Patrick the whole second half. Amazing. Uh, even that very first touchdown to Travis Kelsey. You watch the motion on that play and the way they use it. <laughs> Travis Kelsey started wide on that play. Then he came into the slot, then went back out and ran the fade. And Patrick Mahomes threw a ball on that one. I Just incredible By the way, both quarterbacks I thought had their moments last yeah, Taylor night Taylor Hurts did his thing Of incredibly accurate throws If you tell me Hurts' biggest mistake was going to be with his feet I would say you're crazy I figured he would have one slip up But it would be with his arm I thought maybe there'd be a couple NFL windows he didn't hit Because he's still developing that part of it But it was, Zay, the sloppiest moment possible. He's just trying to switch the ball from one hand to another. A Chief did nothing to him on that play. And then he just messy kicked it. When Cristiano Ronaldo kicks it, ball popped up to Bolton perfectly. And that's why the halftime lead was 10. And you said it perfectly. Everybody watching that's watched the Chiefs knows, especially the Texans fans, 10 no, that ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Nothing at all. One trip gets them within one score. If you'd had a twenty-four-seven lead at the half, we got a very different discussion. Cause it's 14-7 at that moment. What if they drive and make it 21-7? And then the momentum starts to roll. Because they were doing what I thought they would do, say they were keeping the football. They went thirty-six minutes of time in possession. They needed more. They were keeping the ball. They were running the ball. But they didn't end up running it enough, and we'll get into some of that later uh, as well. But that was a critical moment. Huge defensive play for the Chiefs, and then Mahomes ends up with the last play because of the penalty you talked about. They get to run the clock all the way down, and then Butker hits the kick, and they're gone. Just little mistakes. I mean, obviously the Jalen
0: Hurts one was huge, but right before that, you got a third and one. Yep. This is the best offensive line in the league. False start. Yeah, what are we jumping for? What are we jumping for? It's third and a yard. We know what we're going to do. We're going to do that quarterback right. sneak that, like, we're 98% on getting this year. Dude, watching They get, like, eight guys across the line. So what What are we nervous for, fellas? You yeah, had to jump. Hey, Super Bowl, you hear them flashing lights.
1: You hear them flickers. That's going to haunt the other Kelsey brother. And those offensive linemen for the rest of their lives. I don't know if it was him that jumped. De- I think no, it was I somebody dead. else. know someone else. It's still going to drive. It was a drive- long hair dude. Okay, it's going to drive them nuts. That's going to that's going to drive them crazy because that is such a critical moment. A third and one becomes a third and six, and then you go scoop and score. Now it's fourteen all in a game where in a game where it just didn't feel like fourteen all. The Eagles felt like they were in total command at that moment, and then it totally switches. You get to halftime and you're thinking, oh my god. On one hand, what would this game be like without that scoop and score? But with it, do the Eagles have enough of a lead here? And clearly, the answer was no. If I was an Eagles fan at halftime, I would have been nine kinds of nervous that oh, it yeah. was that it was only ten.
0: Yeah, because fifteen did what he did last night. He's just so comfortable in those situations and zero sacks. Again, that's all we've heard for the last two weeks, mm-hmm. 70-something sacks. They mirror the 85 Bears, Mike Dickens, Singletary, and the fridge, and though. These guys just like that. Zero sacks yeah. on Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, no more discussions about that defense with any Tampa defense that was in a Super Bowl, Bears defense, Ravens defense, because those defenses hit quarterbacks a lot. You couldn't feel it. Last night, the way I thought, oh, I was loving it as a Cowboys fan early on. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Kansas City's holding up here. They're holding up. Anze, 6.1 yards per carry. Bravo, Andy Reid. 26 rushes and 27 pass attempts. Andy Reid was, what's that B word that he's never, oh, yeah, balanced? Andy Reid in a Super Bowl? That's the formula he needed. He out thought Sirianni on multiple levels, in my opinion, and that's one of them. He did with the running game what Sirianni failed to do. 6.1 a carry was big. Pacheco, five yards a carry. Mahomes was seven yards. And uh, McKinnon had eight and a half yards a carry. I thought that was awesome for them to establish it enough to then let Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys go to work. Isaiah Pacheco's tough. That's a physical That's dude. That's a
0: physical dude. It That's is. a steal. Seventh-round yeah. pick out of Rutgers. Like He has an amazing story, too, but that you got to give love to this chief front office. I mean, when, when they traded or when they lost Tyreek Hill, basically, everybody was wondering where are they going to get all these yards from because Tyreek Hill, he took the top off of you, and then just the threat of him taking the top off and, you know, all those yards after catch type plays, people thought, okay, now that's going to make it easier to guard Travis Kelsey. Well, that's not the case either. Travis Kelsey is still having one of the best seasons any tight end has ever had this year, 2022. He's getting close to breaking Jerry Rice postseason touchdown record. Like that's absurd. But if 15 wasn't the quarterback, he wouldn't be getting that. Yeah. But still it just – The run that Patrick Mahomes had on that last drive on the bum ankle. 22 yards for the first down. Like They're going to be showing that run like they showed Elway, the little helicopter hit. Yeah. They're going to be showing that. That's, a, that's, that's, what that's what I thought of when that when yeah, he ran.
1: That's a good comp.
0: I, I thought, man, that, that just reminds me of that legendary moment because we know he had the bum ankle. We know he was grimacing right before halftime, and he was kind of slamming the helmet on the floor. Oh, he, yeah, that was, was a pissed. crazy moment, yeah. That was a crazy moment. and That's when
1: I wasn't happy as a Cowboys fan because I thought, oh, this may really. This is it. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it might be done at that point.
0: Yeah, I thought this was it. And just some of the throws that guy made in the second half. I saw this stat on NFL Network. Shout out to NFL Network for this. Patrick Mahomes was 8 of 13 before he took that hit and got injured. Uh-huh. After that, 13 for 14. Ooh, Mercy
1: yeah nah, it just the toughness there to grit through everything um that was big we're getting texts in already on the specs text line three three seven three seven seven six this says the Philly field goal they settled for after the half was a killer got all the way down to the kc20 ran three trash plays and had to kick that was big when it was twenty four twenty one yeah and they couldn't get it to back to a ten point lead that was massive
0: because that's deflating like that's the longest drive in Super Bowl history and it comes up with three points yeah 17 plays, 60 yards, 7 minutes and 45 seconds and you only get 3 points. That's
1: bad. Yep, that's bad. You end up with a you end up with a player that had three rushing touchdowns in the game. Ties the Super Bowl record. Terrell Davis of the Broncos was the other one. Right. Terrell won the game and the MVP by the way. Jalen Hurts didn't. He didn't win the game or the MVP, but he had three rushing touchdowns. So some of what there's a that element of it felt like it was there. I just didn't feel like they established their other running backs near enough. Uh, One other play to mention in this first segment, Zay, since we're giving Mahomes and Kelsey their love, I think it's on the drive that made it 24-21. It was a first down and 10 play, so it's not going to get noticed. But that play where Mahomes damn near got sacked and damn near fell down, And then threw the ball, and Kelsey had to go to the turf to grab it. I think they got, I can't remember if they got the actual first down out of it or just nine and a half. Yeah, I think it was a first down. I think he was right at the number. That was a silly play, both ways. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, okay, so now Patrick Mahomes is hurt. You're coming out of halftime. Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes under center more. So now those play action shots, like they were doing some stuff like old school type of stuff where the back, two backs in the backfield, I forgot the formation, but two backs in the backfield where they pitch it to Pacheco and he had that long run and stuff. Like Andy Reid kind of went against the grain and showed the Eagles some things that we probably haven't seen in a while that they definitely didn't see on tape leading up to that point. Yeah. You know, and it allowed to really get those guys going. But that was the same drive that Patrick Mahomes made that play you were referring to. Uh, Travis Kelsey, hell of a catch, man. That low-ass low pass. And then he hit Watson on another uh, first down going across the middle. Patrick Mahomes was on the move. Just immaculate play. And yeah, he should be talked about with the greats. Two MVPs, two Super Bowl champs. And you know, we talked about it last week. The last MVP to win the Super Bowl was Kurt Warner. It's been a minute. There have like been a that. lot of quarterbacks that have been MVP in the Super Bowl since then. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that it had been is it nine in a row had lost the game? Nine, Something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, nine MVPs in a row that had gone to the game, then lose the game. Brady, Peyton. Oh, huge names. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That was incredible. And then so, yeah, he breaks that string. Somebody else mentions Dallas Goddard was making some crazy catches. We mentioned him on Friday. I thought he was going to steal my soul last night as a Cowboys fan. I'm like, Dad, Gummit, 88, stop it. He was making catch after catch. I still think there were a couple really close ones last night of – I'm trying to think. He got credit for that catch where they gave him like the the half a left toe, and I'm not sure yeah, if he was really down. that was weird. I'll, that took a minute. That one, I don't know if it was a catch. And then the one down the sideline, too. Was that Devontae Smith down the sideline? Yes. That one was so close. I could have lived with that one going either way. I guess the movement was enough that he didn't catch it. I thought that was a damn good effort, though. I would have been okay if they called that a catch. Yeah. I mean, I— it was a, Weiss hell a in two one.
0: games, Devontae Smith.
1: Hell, a ball. hell of a play, man. Uh, th- those guys were making plays all over the field. It was a hell of a Super Bowl. Uh, certainly one of the better ones that we've probably seen in a while now. When we get one of these good, close Super Bowls, a lot of people like to flip out immediately. It's the greatest! Oh, calm down. Nah. Just breathe. It was a good one, though. Uh, to keep it that close, the fact that the game had a lot had a good back and forth, both quarterbacks play well, 103.4 on the rating for Hurts, and he loses the game, but just little mistakes. The, the fumble was a massive mistake, but then twice as many penalties, six to three, and in big spots for the Eagles. I thought that was huge too. And we've had people texting in. It's all about those those moments of not getting touchdowns. You settle for field goals against the Chiefs. You're asking for it. Uh, we mentioned the one in the second half. Somebody else is bringing up. What about right before the half? A.J. Brown makes that great play for the Eagles, but they end up settling for a field goal. That's right. That's right. If you score there it's a different world, too. You could have counteracted the defensive play in a way by going back up 28-14, but they couldn't do that. So a uh, lot of big plays in this game, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it throughout the show. Yo,
0: Chad, before we go, one yeah. of the biggest plays of the game was the no-holding call or pass interference call in the early – when was it? Was it the second quarter or was it the first quarter? Second quarter, around 13-31. Where James Bad- Bradbury held Juju Smith Schuster on like a slant up the middle, it was on the third down play. No oh. call, zero. No call. Juju Smith Schuster, he threw kind of a fit there.
1: Like oh, he and, like and you're thinking he yeah, might he have gotten pulled, the call yeah, later. He like
0: jumped up and down like oh. Evander Holyfield did when he got bit by Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did like kind of one of those, okay. and the refs were like, "We'll get you back." Oh, boy, okay. did they ever. Okay. It was kind of one of those, we will not make that mistake so,
1: again, Juju. So you're telling me on the actual play in question, when Juju was pointing out to that official to say, am I lined up right, he was also pointing to say, eh, eh? Good looking out. You see who's on me?
0: Yeah. You see who's on me? <laughs> yeah, good looking out. So, Redberry got away with one there, but when it cost him at the end, got your
1: ass. Yeah, we're, let's, we'll we talk about that play as we roll on through. If you did think it was a hold, let us know if you thought they shouldn't call it there, because it's such a big moment. That's a discussion that comes up in those situations. We'll talk about it as we roll through. Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming on, as usual, at 105 to talk some Longhorn stuff, but we'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl up next. Speaking of the Longhorns, they got a big win, a blowout win over West Virginia over the weekend, and they go to Lubbock tonight, where you know it will be saucy, even without COVID. Coach Beard involved. Zay's got the right call segment for you. Longhorns got t- win number 20. They're going for win 21 tonight. We'll break it down for you next on the horn. Are they saying Summer Night City? Yeah. Summer Night City. This sounds a little too disco-y for me. I have no idea what this is. ABBA. That ding, ding, ding. <laughs> a little too much for me. My kid, my daughter's gotten really into ABBA. She got ABBA Gold on vinyl. She's turned into a little vinyl freak. I'm not happy about that because it's a, expensive. such a, too expensive. It's such yeah. a scam. But anyway, she's got Abba Gold. She digs it. And uh, so she is into Abba a little bit. And uh, so they get us started today. What was the name of the song again? Did I have that right? Summer Night City. Summer Night City, okay. Uh, Abba, who, by the way, was up for a Grammy this year. Really? They put out a new record. Okay, Abba. Go, Abba. Go ahead. Abba gets us started. We'll be talking some music coming up. I did get through the Method Man album over the weekend, Zay. All right. To call... Am I saying that right? To Cal. To Cal, my yeah. bad. To Cal. Uh, we'll get you that review later in the week. I'm building my list of albums Zay has to listen to. Zay's made it easy for me. He's just making me listen to Wu-Tang individual records. So there's five of those, and i got to come up with five. I've come up with three albums Zay has to listen to. I'm going to let my wife pick one he has to listen to, and I'm going to let my daughter pick one you have to listen to. You think you can get yourself all the way through a Harry Styles or Taylor Swift record?
0: Uh, It's going to be tough. You think
1: you can drag yourself through?
0: It's going to be tough. Okay. I better be multitasking, that's (laughs) for sure.
1: (laughs) You're going to be cleaning the house and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely
0: going to be occupied with something else while I bump that Harry Styles or whatever music that monkey hastings will be throwing at
1: me hey i was uh, i was trimming some limbs and getting things taken care of outside while listening to method man so okay it was good, it was nice. good. It was good motivation nice it was helping me out a little bit uh, i don't usually i don't normally like to do that i like to be real music snob and be able to sit but i i don't have as much time as uh, i would like to just sit around and listen to records so i have to have to multitask a little bit abba gets us started today speaking of music tell us what you thought of rihanna tell us what you thought of chris stapleton and anything else uh with the Super Bowl people are texting us a lot of different things today. Specs text line 337-3776. This says the Eagles will be back while the Cowboys will be watching from home again. I don't know if I can disagree with that part. I'm just glad that I had another as a Cowboys fan.
0: What you mean Cowboys fans? Dak was at the Super Bowl last
1: night. He was get his Walter Payton Award. He did. You need to stop saying it with that down tone in your <laughs> voice. He did get the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. The Eagles fans booed him because they are substandard humans. They also booed my man Rondé Barber. Did you catch that moment Nuh-uh. when they announced the Hall of Famers? <laughs> they gave you know they, they they were giving little different reactions and they booed Rondé Barber. And I thought, y'all go ahead and boo. Cause Rondé was the guy that, that went pick six, pick six close down the vet. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be mad too, Eagles fans. You boo Rondé all you want. That yeah. was awesome to hear. Yeah, if I was Rondé, I'd be like, "Thank you, Eagles fans, for mm. helping me get to Canton." I Thank don't... you,
0: Donovan McNabb. I'm on throwing one of the oh, worst dude. passes ever in NFC
1: Conference championship history i don't know how many tours they did of the veteran stadium over the years i just know what the last one was and it was free ronda got that tour for free and the eagles were done uh eagles do not win super bowl 57 so now cowboys fans you've gotten to see two times the eagles play and lose since you were last in the super bowl and two times the 49ers have played and lost so that's just a couple of You know, four close calls in a way where you could have a division rival with three Super Bowls right now, or you could have the Niners with more than five, but you don't, and you're stuck where you are stuck right now. Uh, But the Eagles didn't get it done. The Chiefs did. We'll continue to talk about that. Coming up in the crap bag, I'll get you the updated numbers on Mahomes, Andy Reid. Plus, I looked up a stat about the Super Bowl I'd never thought to look up before. I'll give you those results. What does it mean when you get a defensive touchdown in a Super Bowl in terms of translating to a win? I'll give you all those numbers coming up. Right now, though, let's get into some Texas basketball. Texas was looking for win number 20 on Saturday morning and boy did they get it and boy were they awake for an 11 a.m. tip they beat West Virginia like they stole something and they've got another quick turnaround with a Monday game tonight Zay let's get into the right call segment Texas coming off that win trying to get ready to go to Lubbock Thank you, Chad. The Right Call segment brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to
0: SyntexTickets.com for your theater, standup, concert, and sports tickets. You hear Bucky Gobble all the time. Hey, Shelby, get them to me. Get them to me quick. Go to SyntexTickets.com. Man, what a game. Like, Bob Huggins' teams don't get blown out like that. And I feel bad for that Mountaineer squad on how practice was probably Sunday uh, uh, early in the morning because they got another tough one against Waco coming up. But, hey, the Horns, they came out firing, you know, kegs and eggs, 11 a.m. game, like you said, Chad. It didn't phase them one bit. And, you know, everybody produced. We talked about last week how kind of nervous I was about Arturio Morris getting out of the lineup. This was the perfect game for him for his confidence, for him in the rotation moving forward, knowing that he could be a factor and he could help in some way, some type of fashion. I don't care what West Virginia's record is. This is a Bob Huggins team playing in the Big 12. They're a tough team, and UT made them look like a mid-major. Hmm. It, it looked like one of the preseason games early in the season. and I mean, Serge Ibari Rice, 17 minutes, 24 points. Oof.
1: Was, was he any good? Just how efficient oh can you be?
0: You know, when when Tom Green's out here comparing you to D Wade, I don't care what comparison is it, he's getting some type of D Wade comparison. They were talking about the pump fake, but still
1: Oh, Crean said he was Kreen, yeah. remind him of yeah, D. Wade. I was okay. Like, oh man,
0: it's crazy. Yeah. And it's just right now he couldn't be shooting the ball better. His three point shot, you know, you gotta guard him, yet how do you guard him? Because if you play too close, you're going to get hit with a pump fake and he's going to go by you. But if you don't contest enough, he's just going to dot your eye and hit a three right in your face.
1: I'm glad you said that. Uh, Real quick comment, and I'll let you keep going, but that shot fake thing we've been talking about what it creates when he takes the shot he makes defenders look lazy yeah and I never realized it till this game he makes you look lazy because he kept, you catch yourself leaning back a little bit like this is the shot fake oh no it's the shot damn it and he makes you look lazy it looks exactly the same yeah it's incredible. I know we keep talking
0: about that's all we talked about with him all year long, but now that he's hitting the three the way that he's hitting it, and then he's getting to the rack. I mean, 24 for 25 at the free-throw line. Are you serious? Mm. Like, again, ever since that Illinois game at the Garden where they, Serge Barry Rice and Tyrese Hunter missed some huge free throws, it was like never again. It was like they looked coach in his face and said, this ain't going to happen again. We will not let a team – Anybody beat us because we beat ourselves from the free throw line. That's not happening. And, man, again, when you make more free throws than they shoot, they made just as many as West Virginia shot, but then they didn't miss any really except for one. That's remarkable. And Coach Terry, you know, Tyrese Hunter, he still struggled a little bit. Three for 12, only seven points. But Coach Terry leaving the men at the end of the game, even though the horns were up 30 points, That's just genius coaching because Tyrese Hunter, he hit a three. About, like, two minutes, 30 seconds to go. Game was over, but he hit a three. That's big for his confidence. He had a couple of breakaway mm-hmm. layups. You know, that's big, too. Just when you see everybody eating on the team and you're struggling, that, that could hurt your pride a little bit. So I, it was nice to see Tyrese Hunter get some buckets, you know, toward the end of the game. But, man, with the way Marcus Carr shooting it, just his pull-up jumper, like, his shots don't even hit rim. Right, It's just all bottom, all cotton. And, yeah. t- you know, t- Timmy Allen is playing with a certain aggression, a certain confidence, just taking the ball up the court off the rebound and getting to his spots, you know, off little crossovers, shooting that pull up three. Dylan sue had a nice little pump fake uh, 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 dribble dunk off one dribble that was nice at the beginning of the game. So, you know, we know what Brock Cunningham's going to give you. And and then just Arterio Morse, the two threes that he hit, he had a nice little dribble drive. Two of them in the second half that's huge for his freshman confidence and keeping this nine-man rotation whole i I don't eight-man rotation that's cool and all but that could tire your team out especially in the big 12 nine-man rotation perfect and most of the guys barely played this past game. Like again, uh, Sergio Barry Rice only had 17 minutes. That's huge for tonight when you're playing against the Texas Tech team, going off a huge win mm. against a really good Kansas State squad that a lot of teams are picking to get to the Final Four at this Damn. point. Mark a crazy Adams ass
1: conference man. <laughs> Mark
0: Adams made those boys look suspect. Saturday. They had 23 turnovers, Kansas State did. Jalen Tyson played well, and they don't have Pop Isaacs. like They got Mm. Amac back. He played. I don't know if they're going to have Bacho tonight. He didn't plan that game, but you know Jalen Tyson, he going to get up for this game tonight. We know how the crowd's going to be at United Supermarkets Arena, even though Chris Beard ain't there. The Chris Beard jokes are still going to be there. They're still going to have the signs and stuff. Please believe me, they can't wait for that even though this was y'all's best coach of all time, but whatever. It's still going to be a crazy environment, and they're coming off a lot of momentum. They think that they still probably have a chance to get to the tournament. They're trying to ruin a lot of teams' chances. I still think the Horns are at a good point to get to a number one seed. Purdue went down yesterday. Tennessee went down again. So the Horns have a chance to gain some ground, not only in the Big 12, but at, at the whole nation. For their net rankings, for these quad one wins, you know, you've got to win these next two games and to put yourself in a solid position to get that number one seed, and it was a good start on Saturday, beating West Virginia by a 30-ball.
1: Texas and Texas Tech tonight in Lubbock 8 o'clock the tip 730 pregame right here on the horn and over on Coke FM where all the uh, the men's games are for you uh, so that's coming up this evening Longhorns going for win number 21 going for conference win number 10. Tonight We'll be discussing that throughout the show. And again, we get you the right call segment brought to you by Syntex Tickets each day, 1230 as we lead in to a Texas game. I still haven't done it, Zay, but I need to check Syntex Tickets because there's this concert my kid wanted to go to at a smaller place here in town. It sold, it sold out so quick. I went in for this advance tickets, and they weren't there. So I need to check Syntex tickets and see if uh, out. see if maybe they have a couple tickets left for that one. All right, uh, so we do that at 1230 leading into Longhorn games. We'll talk more about that basketball team and some other Longhorn stuff at 105 with Joe Cook of Inside Texas and on 3.com. Up next, though, in the crap bag, let's go over the numbers. Just what did Mahomes do for himself historically with that win at only 27? years old, Andy Reid hit a list that he wasn't on plus I looked up a Super Bowl stat that I'd never thought to look up. When you have a defensive touchdown in a game like the Chiefs did what does that mean for winning the game? I'll give you the full history of that including a couple plays that you will definitely remember. That's next on The Horn. mercy! Oh, we're going way back on this one. It's got a good, tough sound to it, but I believe—I believe that's the voice of the great Paul Stanley. What's this song called? The O. The O. Oh, the Oath. Yeah. Man, I think you just went. Did you just go to music from the Elder? This is Kiss. That's right. And the Oath. I think that may be off of music from The Elder. That is so great. Uh, Oh, my God. Not the greatest Kiss music that was ever put out. (laughs) Kiss and ABBA have gotten us started today. I don't think those two have ever been on tour together, but I would love to hear the conversations at the concession line. Chad and Zay with you on a Monday. The Chiefs have won their third Super Bowl. We'll get into some of those numbers here in a second for the history that they made. Also, some other numbers that I looked up. Joe Cook of Inside Texas is coming up at 105. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. His thoughts on some Longhorn stuff. Also, uh, his Houston Texans trying to fill out the coaching staff under D'Amico Ryans. All that coming up right now. Let's get into the crap bag, and I will tell you about the group that Patrick Mahomes is now a part of. Chad's Crap Bag.
0: Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. We talked about this as a possibility. Now that the Chiefs have won it, it has happened. So here's where Patrick Mahomes now gets to walk in. Uh, he is the 13th quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls as a starter. That list is now Star Staubach, Greasy Bradshaw, Montana Plunkett, Aikman Elway, Brady, Big Ben, Eli Peyton, and now Patrick Mahomes. But even more elite, he is now only the sixth quarterback to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs ever. That list is now Star, Bradshaw, Montana, Brady, Eli, and Mahomes. Yes, Peyton didn't do it, but Eli did. You can start your conversations on that. All-time, Brady has five MVPs, and Montana has three. So that means if Mahomes were to get another Super Bowl and get the MVP, he would tie Joe Montana. I never thought that I would maybe live to see another guy that could get to Montana and maybe pass him and who knows about getting towards Brady. Uh, We talked about the Chiefs. They are now the 10th franchise to get three Super Bowls or more. Of course, you got the Steelers and Patriots up top with six. Cowboys and Niners have five. Green Bay and New York, the Giants, have four. And now it's Raiders... Washington, Denver, and Kansas City all have three Super Bowl wins. So a little bit of a different uh, grouping there for, uh, for it in terms of teams. Now let's go to the coach because I told you it was the 13th quarterback to go multiple Super Bowls. This is also the 13th head coach to get multiple Super Bowl wins. That list is now Lombardi, Shula, Knoll, who obviously has four, Landry, Flores, Gibbs, who's got three, Walsh has three, Jimmy Johnson, Seifert, yep, Shanahan, Tom Coughlin, Belichick, of course, who is the all-time leader at six, and now Andy Reid. So Reid joins that list. 13th coach to end up there. Uh, The other thing I did, Zay, was I looked up because it it hit me. Maybe the biggest moment in this game, excuse me, for the Chiefs was getting the scoop and score. And I thought, well, has anybody ever gotten a defensive touchdown and lost the Super Bowl? So I looked it up. And there are, in fact, two teams that have done that. So let's stop and think on this. First off, there's never been a Super Bowl where both teams had a defensive touchdown. So you can set that one aside. But only twice in the Super Bowl has someone had a defensive touchdown and lost. It happened in Super Bowl 51 when the Falcons lost to the Patriots. Joe Cook was there from inside Texas, if I'm not mistaken. We talked about that. Um, the Falcons actually had a pick six to make it 21 nothing, still lost the game. And the Cowboys did it in Super Bowl 13. The Cowboys had a defensive touchdown, yet Bradshaw and the Steelers were able to overcome it. But all times, A, when you get a defensive touchdown, those teams are 16-2 and two in the Super Bowl hmm. in terms of winning the game. Also, just as a goofy side note for me, uh, the only two teams that have ever had multiple defensive touchdowns in a Super Bowl are my two teams, the Bucks in Super Bowl 37 and the Cowboys in Super Bowl 27. How about that? <laughs> the, the Cowboys had... Three, no, the Bucks had three of them in Super Bowl thirty-seven. Brooks had the pick six, and Dwight Smith had two of them and still didn't win the MVP. That's how badass that defense was that night. Who won De- MVP that year? Dexter Jackson, Jeez. who I think had 39 tackles. It wasn't that many, but he was all, all, all over the field, incredible stuff. I think he might have had, if I go back and look, he might have had a pick or two, but he just didn't return them for touchdowns. Um, the other weird thing that I saw, just to throw out for Cowboys fans – Cowboys fans, I'm just in a happy mood today because the Eagles didn't win it. So let's go back to another good memory for us at the Super Bowl. Beating the Steelers in Super Bowl 30. Am I the only Cowboy fan that thought that Larry Brown got to the end zone on those picks? Am I alone in that? Because I was looking this up thinking, oh, Super Bowl 30. here comes some defensive touchdowns. He didn't score. Was I partying so hard... That night in 96, that I didn't notice that he didn't take them to the house? Neither one of them. I didn't know that day. I knew they won the game. Right. But And I knew Larry Brown was the MVP. But I always thought that he went pick six on both. Not just one. I thought both of them went to the house. And I'm looking it up today, double-checking numbers. Larry Brown, two interceptions, no touchdowns. I'm like, wait, huh? Yeah, how drunk were you? I must have been. That was the night that my buddy was cheap and we went with the beast. Milwaukee's best in a keg. That's a rough. Oh, that's a rough choice. And he's so cheap, he left it in the bathtub for the next week till he finished it. it. Was nasty. It was it was nasty, is what it was. Where people bathed. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, where people took showers and stuff, Mm. put it in a bathtub. They weren't
1: taking many baths back then. Yeah,
0: I know you country, but wow. Dude,
1: that's wrong. Yeah, it was so, so wrong. So there you go. Some numbers for you in the Super Bowl. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes. Zay, he's 27 years old. The other thing with him is, I believe I have this stat right, to get two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. The only guys to do that are him. I think it's him, Montana, Brady, and Eli. I think those are the f- four guys now. And the others took way longer. Like Brady took 11 years, not say way longer, but 11 years to get there. And it was 18 years for uh, Montana wasn't that long. Montana's was, was right around that time. And then it was 18 for Eli, something like that, in terms of how many years in did you get that second? He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. This is year six for him. 27 years old. What is yet to come for. Patrick Mahomes. This now gets him in that discussion where we can start talking about, hey man, you get you win another Super Bowl, then again there's a whole nother loft up there where you know Aikman lives, Montana lives, Brady lives, oh, and, who, and and of course Bradshaw.
0: We might be talking three if Andy Reid's son wasn't so damn reckless.
1: <laughs> yeah, you maybe. I mean, I know that Bucks team. Yeah, that Bucks defense is still was still damn
0: good. Yeah, but it's hard to focus on offense when I'm worried about my son Mm -hmm. getting locked up for life.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. There was a little bit of. uh a little bit of the world got got uh, caught in that game a little bit, but uh, yeah. So Reed and Mahomes taking that that step. People are texting us today about how Mahomes, or excuse me, how Reed uh, outcoached Sirianni. I do think it's true. Uh, there were a yeah. lot. Him of... and
0: Eric Bieniemy. Let's yeah. give Eric some credit. Yeah,
1: Eric Bieniemy needs some credit, but I continue to agree with Rod Babers and others who have said Eric Bieniemy needs to get away from Andy Reid immediately if he wants to be a, a head coach. Now, if he's told him you're the coach in waiting, that's different. In that case, stop taking interviews. But Eric Bieniemy cannot get any credit. Listen to the lead-up to this game. Travis Kelsey, why are you always so open? Andy Reid, man, last night when Tony's on the field interviewing with ESPN and others, man, that was a crazy play, that little route. How did you guys design? Oh, man, you know with Andy Reid, all those plays are going to look the same, but they're going to be a little different even the players aren't giving B enemy the credit even the players aren't so if he really wants to get out of that shadow and i don't mean shadow like our man brandon lang would mean shadow because he likes to fat joke on um andy reed i just mean a football Mm-hmm-hmm. shadow because andy's a genius with what he's doing B. enemy's not getting credit for any of this yeah he should i agree with you he should yeah and you know
0: sometimes guys are prideful enough to say that's okay to say you know what maybe i'm not meant to be a head coach maybe i'm not meant to Worry about all the responsibilities that a lot of head coaches have to worry about. Well, that all head coaches have to worry about. Like, I played uh, when I was producing B&E this morning. I played a little clip of Eric bien And all he was doing was praising Andy Reid, talking about he's a father figure. Like, damn, ain't y'all about, like, 10 years apart? (laughs) You know, he's a mentor. right? You know, he owes him all this and that. Like, it's a joy working with Patrick Mahomes and him and coming into work every day. A lot of guys don't have a Patrick Mahomes to work with, and Eric Bintami he's at a good spot. Like you're right, yeah. he if, he's com- take- and if he's comfortable, that's cool. And when things yeah. go wrong, he don't get the blame either. That's true. We don't say, "Oh, this is Eric Bintami's fault." He called a bad game. No, right. we go Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. What didn't they do? So, hey, if he's comfortable with that, then. Salute to them.
1: Yeah. No, they call some incredible stuff, man. Last night they uh, they, did a, they did a job on the Eagles. There's no doubt about it. By the end of that game, uh, they got it done. 38-35, uh, a good close Super Bowl, back and forth. Was it the best you've ever seen? Was it one of the best you've ever seen? People were letting us know on the Specs text line 337-3776. It's certainly one of the ones I'll remember. I don't know if it's my absolute best. I've always got a, a group of, uh, of the favorites up there. But uh, it was a damn good Super Bowl. And I got what I wanted. It out of it as a cowboys fan i'll always remember that watching the eagles lose again was kind of nice we'll continue to talk about that up next we'll get into some longhorn stuff too with joe cook of inside texas longhorn basketball team needed a big win and boy did they get it against bob huggins now can they go to lubbock and do the saturday monday thing again and get a victory we'll talk to him about that plus get his thoughts on the super bowl stay with us it's the horn